0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado.
1: Hey, this is Megan Rapino, And I'm Sue Bird. We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A touch more. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. Blue Wire. Think about Lewis. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown!
0: Alabama wins! Elliot darts the eye of this
1: national championship win a deep throw by Lawrence a lot of
0: contact Justin Ross broke free from it he's down in the end zone touchdown Clemson
1: welcome into episode 78 of press Fast. I'm Kayla Anderson alongside my co-host Joshua Perry and this podcast of course brought to you by bet online Joshua I'm um, well, first of all, I do have to ask you, did you watch the final night of The Last Dance?
0: All right. So, this is probably shameful as a sports fan. I haven't watched a second of it, to be completely yeah, honest. I haven't
1: watched it yet. Okay. No.
0: Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm going to yeah,
0: I'm, I'm gonna wait, um, you know, and, and kind of binge watch it uh, one time or another. But I, I just felt like, you know, Sunday nights I, I need to be doing something other than watching TV, which I do, like, the rest <laughs> of the day. So,
1: well, I will say when you do watch it, I think you, you will enjoy it. I, I think even the non-sports fan probably thought it was a pretty good documentary just with the, the all the access that we were able to get as, as the regular Joe Schmo viewer. So I think you'll enjoy it. Um, I know a lot of people were talking about it today, so it's uh, it was a good one, but let's talk a little football and everything seems to be changing by the day. And I mean this like literally, like every day I wake up and there's something new that has changed or things have flipped where something wasn't happening and now it is happening. And now we are starting to kind of see these college football programs uh, make somewhat of an initiative to say we're going to probably get guys back in the facility soon. I mean, I was even hearing some of these places say June, Joshua,
0: yeah you know, it's crazy. I mean, things are speeding up out of the big ten. I've heard that um, you know the, the the university presidents expect that all 14 teams will play football this fall, which is huge for them to make that announcement publicly. and now they're you know they're saying that comes along with um, you know state regulations and guidelines in place. but um, everything's optimistic. Now June, I feel like is super close, so that gives us a ton of optimism, even if they have to push it back to say July. Um, You feel like you can see the light at the end of the tunnel there, so it's super exciting.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think we all agree that I mean, we're seeing it in pro sports and even states like California today saying that they are on the path to opening facilities up for some of their pro sports teams and we know that Governor Newsom has been really, you know, he's put the hammer down there in that state and it does seem like things are starting to open up even there. So that's a good sign. Uh, but regardless, this this virus isn't going in away away anytime soon because, you know, there's no Cure for it yet, so we still have to take all the precautions for when these things do come back. That you're not continuing to pass it along. So one of the things that they're talking about for the transformation of these um, college programs and you know the facilities and everything is they're talking about bringing in these fogging machines that kind of limit um, exposure, like with the viruses spreading and stuff. Um, They're saying. You know, all contact-free facilities and outdoor weight rooms—that's um, kind of the new norm that they're looking at for college football. You—you you clearly like had have been in a locker room, have been around facilities for a long time in your career at, in college and the NFL. Um, is this like—is this a feasible thing? I mean, how how weird is this going to be?
0: I think this becomes honestly like everything else that we've seen. Um, I you know I had a, a closing um, as a real estate agent today and there are signs up that says wear a mask and use gloves and uh, you yeah. know, uh, sanitize your hands and, and nobody it's all a suggestion. And, you know, people are, are choosing um, their tolerance and where they fit into those guidelines. So I think uh, all of this means well, but some of it isn't necessarily feasible, nor do I think that the players are, are going to abide by some of these rules. Like you're hearing about some of the leagues that are coming back and they're saying, um, you know, no hugging, no handshaking, no high fives. It's like, all right, these guys are going to be dapping each other up. They're going to be high fives. Like, that's something that's just going to happen. Um, So I I think rather than, um, you know, trying to necessarily say these things won't happen, it's let's prevent the amount of times that these things happen. Like, let's prevent the amount of contact, not saying, like, these are going to be non-contact areas. Like, there's going to be a touch point here or there, but let's prevent those. I think it would be unique to have outdoor weight rooms. I think it would, like, training-wise, I think it would be super cool to train outside, but weather gets in the way of that sometimes overall though um, as vast as some of these facilities are in terms of their outdoor space and how big even the indoor weight rooms are. I think they will be able to figure out the spacing thing. No problem.
1: Well, right. You know, in this article also, it noted uh, this isn't anything of a surprise, but it says, you know, coaches and staff members, um, they want them to wear masks and gloves, temperature tests at the front door, which we've seen already with NASCAR launching this weekend, they have temperature tests before they enter the track hand sanitizing stations on every corner the weight room squat racks 20 feet apart stairways with one-way movement I mean there's just so much stuff and I found myself even going to the grocery store today because I had to get stuff you know sometimes you just don't want to go there a lot so when you go there you're trying to get what you need um and they have like one-way things down the aisles Yep. but the thing is is like you completely forget about that. When you're on a mission to like, go get something. And then I found myself looking down and was like, Oh shoot, I'm on the wrong. I'm on a one way. I need to go the other way. I mean, these are just like everyday things we're just not used to doing. And once you just implement, implement it right away, I mean, you cannot expect everything to go perfectly smoothly. It's just not going to, like you said, these are, these are like 19, 18, 19 year old kids, you know, they're, they're gonna have other stuff on their mind than abiding by every single rule,
0: yeah, I mean and and you know, it's like the elevators with a, a maximum occupancy of two. like I can just remember uh anytime we would get on an elevator, we'd be twenty deep, like we're probably over the weight yeah. limit. I'm surprised some of those things didn't just crash and burn um, <laughs> so it's just it's even stuff like that where you know it's almost like second nature for you know the guys to just you know they're they're gonna do what they do. they're gonna be eighteen to twenty two year old guys, you know they're they're probably gonna be. Um, a little bit more liberal with with the amount of contact that they're willing to have. Um, and it's it's going to take some strict guidelines and strict coaching for them to really follow them down to a tee.
1: Yeah, and I always wonder this too. I'm like, so who is who is the person who is supposed to be in the long run if if all this works and they do return and all these things come into play? Who's like the person who's supposed to be telling someone if they don't do something right? Like, okay, I'm going to report you or, you know, we're going to report you to the NCAA. You're not doing this correctly. I mean, let's be real. I'm doubting that that's going to happen unless it gets really out of control. And so you can just, you can just, I guess, can hope that everybody kind of does the right thing. And if you, if you mess up a couple times, whatever, but um, it's going to be interesting because if they have to get tested too, and you see one test that comes positive, Joshua that's when you really start to realize, okay, what do we do now? I mean, this is all good and dandy right now, but you get that one positive test, I think it changes a lot.
0: Yeah, and I think all of these restrictions at some point have to come with um, a contingency plan for the amount of contact that these folks should be having outside of the facility because now you're in a place not necessarily that all 100 guys are going to be together at a time and all of the coaches are – you know, the, the wait staff and the GAs and support staff are all going to be there at once, but um, these are all shared spaces. And so um, you now you're looking at um, families of players and families of coaches, et cetera. And when these guys go out to, you know, take, uh, get food to go at a restaurant or go grocery shopping themselves, like the contact tracing is what's going to become a challenge if one of these guys comes down with an illness.
1: Yep, no, you're absolutely right. With currently no NBA, NHL, or MLB, you might think there's nothing to bet on. Well, you would be wrong. We do have NASCAR that's back, and our exclusive partner, BetOnline, still has hundreds of events, games, and props to wager on. From their online casino to poker, blackjack, they are bringing Vegas to you. If you're missing the NFL, no problem. BetOnline, live daily, Madden NFL, 20 simulations, you can bet on those. You can still bet on Survivor, Big Brother, Stock prices, even Nathan's hot dog eating contest, all open 24 hours a day and all online. So go to betonline.ag and use that promo code BlueWire to join today and receive your welcome bonus. BetOnline, your online waging solution. So we were talking about how, you know, there are these plans to kind of start opening up these facilities for college. And last week, Lincoln Riley, Oklahoma's head coach, said not so fast. He told reporters in the Zoom call that that June 1st benchmark they're looking at was, quote, ridiculous. He says, we've got to be patient. We'll get one good shot at it. Bring them back at the right time and when we are as prepared and know as much about this as we possibly can. So what's your thoughts on this pretty, like, you know, I mean, I wouldn't call it a bold statement. I just call it an honest statement. I mean, it's different from other ones that we've heard in terms of coaches.
0: Yeah, and I think it's unique. Um, and I, I applaud him for, um, you know, wanting to have that type of patience. And I, I think the the smart comment that he made is we'll get one good shot at it because I think,
1: yeah, that you is. know,
0: if, if, if yep. COVID becomes widespread among these football teams, it's just going to be over and you're going to lose a shot before you even get it. But at the same time, I think having benchmarks is good um, mm-hmm. because you can you can kind of gauge yourself against them because if you shoot for June 1 you're going to prepare as hard as you can to get to June 1 if it's not ready you will have done all the preparation that you could in that time frame and then you just move the date back until it is ready yeah and, yeah. and you want to make sure you're giving yourself the time but i also think that you you it's like anything else you want to make sure that you have a definite time frame to it so you can measure up against it and if it if it doesn't make the time frame, we'll just push it back. It's not that big of a deal.
1: Yeah, I mean, and Riley go- went on in this to say that. Listen, I mean, he thinks that teams will play. Uh, his point was mostly like not rushing back into activities three months before the start of the season, and and I get that side of it too. Uh, but I'm looking at timelines right now, Joshua, and I'm thinking, my goodness, uh, this year is flying by before our eyes, and. I mean, every day I look at the calendar. I mean, my birthday's this Sunday. I'm like, where did this year go? I'm one year older. What the, What is going on? You know, it's just like every week, it seems like it's three weeks that pass by. So I, I also get trying to put some sort of a date on this because when it comes down to it, you know, getting these players back sometime before the season is important. I mean, these guys have got to get in facilities eventually and be under some sort of a program, um, not virtually. I mean, let's just let's just be honest. That's not going to prepare them for the season. So I understand Riley's point on this, uh, not rushing back. But listen, bro, we're already like in summer, you yeah. know, and it's flying by.
0: No, I agree. And I, I again, I, I keep saying it. Like the the knowledge that um, all the scientists are getting, and the researchers, and, and the preparation that all of the the people behind the scenes are making is what's key here. Um, because like you said, we're running out of time, but it becomes more of an issue when we don't have dedicated plans and we're not working toward a goal. If we're, if we're you know, burning up through days, but we feel like every day we're making progress, then I, I find that to be something I can deal with. I feel mm-hmm. like if we're, if we're taking steps backwards, which could be putting guys on campus too early, it could be anything yeah. else that happens, um, then that's where I feel like it becomes a really big issue.
1: Have you – I'm curious, you know, obviously your connections at Ohio State and with you working at the Big Ten Network. Have you had any contact with players and hearing their feedback right now and, you know, what they're saying or just on their social media accounts? I mean, have you seen anything from any players?
0: I talked to uh, a cat who plays in the league right now, and they're doing Uh virtual OTAs, and he's really frustrated. Um, And and his thought is the frustration is because he doesn't think – all of the jurisdictions are going to be on the same page when it's time to go. Um, So you might have California. That's a little bit more strict with their guidelines than say Texas or Florida. And because of that, the league is going to have to wait on California and they have three NFL teams there. So, you know, it's, it's not, or yeah, I guess three now, not four. So it's not like, you know, you're waiting on one state that only has one team, but, but the waiting game is what worries people the most out of uh, my estimation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see that. I think that that's, I think right now to tell you the truth from everything, we've had access to a lot of Titans and Predators players here through zoom calls over the last few weeks, uh, just talking to them about what they've been doing, you know, how they're preparing for coming back or just starting the season. And I get the gist that some of these guys, they don't really think that, that they're coming. I mean, there's guys that don't think they're resuming play um, in the NHL. But then again, you're seeing all these plans say that they're planning on it. They, they, you know, and that's what makes me confused too. I'm like, I'm worried about some of these players once they return, like they have been doing nothing during this time. I mean, players all have different mentality, you know, some are going to work every day and be ready, but there's some, I mean, you know, this Joshua, there's some players that are, they're using this time just to chill, you know, Hang out, and that's a real thing.
0: Well, I guess like a, you could kind of point to a couple of things there. Um, The NHL might be ready to go back, but players might get back in the facilities and say, "Hey, you know, we we haven't been training because I mean, if you're a hockey player, you have to be on ice to be prepared."
1: Oh yeah, Um, they're and they're not.
0: Yes, so they're going to say, "Hey, we need time to really get back into shape. We need time to get you know our, our stick skills back. We need time." to really get back in, in chemistry in our playbook. Um, yeah. And that might be more of the thought process from the players is, you know, regardless of when these facilities open, it's going to take us four six weeks or whatever the case might be before we even feel comfortable playing a game.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's what people have to remember. We're talking about all these facilities opening. That's, that's not, we're not talking about jumping right into action. There's a lot that has to happen before we see that live game action. Let's move into our final topic. So former Alabama quarterback Talia Tungavaloa uh, transferred to Maryland. So you're going to see him up there in Big Ten country, Joshua. Uh, he, clearly, he was a um, one of the backups at Alabama under his brother, too. I actually even saw him play a little bit last year in a game. And he clearly comes from a, a great bloodline there, but decided, you know what? I need to transfer. I want to get a chance to, to start, and this was going to be his opportunity. Uh, Tua was coached at Alabama by current Maryland coach uh, Mike Loxley, and while Tua did not play for uh, former Crimson Tide offensive coordinator, that guy, he is familiar with the entire family. So it's a family, first of all, in that culture. Um, the Hawaiian culture is is very mm-hmm. important. Everything is is kind of based around how – How they feel, if if, you know, they feel like it's he they're a part of a family, they've gotta have that um when it comes to feeling comfortable where they're gonna play. And clearly he felt comfortable here. So what do you think about him in the Big Ten and and fitting in here at Maryland, which has has gone through some interesting transitions in the past couple of years?
0: Yeah, I think it's um it's huge for Mike Loxley and and I'll I'll say from watching them, um they were I mean, they, they just weren't good. But it wasn't because they didn't necessarily have good athletes. I don't think they were all on the same page. Um, right. I don't think Mike Loxley had been there truly long enough to really hammer in what his culture was going to be. Um, all of those things come into play. You get a player of Tunga Vailoa's caliber in there, in that quarterback room, I think it makes a big difference. And, and you know, they're talking about uh, Tyro Pigram, who we watched play last year. He was average at best in the transfer portal you know, Lance LeGrand, we watched him. He's injury prone because he's got a slight uh, build. Josh Jackson just wasn't very good at times. Um, yep. So so getting a quarterback in there is going to be big. And why it's really big is Maryland's able to recruit a five-star wide receiver out of the DMV area because mm. Mike Loxley knows how to recruit and mm-hmm. the DMV is very talent rich. So it only takes a couple of those chips to fall in the right places for things to really get turned around. And so for me, I think this is a huge step in the right direction. I think if they can maybe even win, you know, six, seven games this year, make it to a bowl, um, go ahead and do that thing. That'll put them in a place to maybe go on and win eight games a year after that and keep building. Um, Big Ten East, definitely tough to play in, but there are opportunities if you can get some of those recruits from a talent-rich area to stay at home.
1: Yeah, I, and the thing is, is, you know, Talia, is, it's always – very hard and I you know I can't say this personally but I would think it was very it would be very hard to be playing in the shadow of your brother right sure. I mean to a, a guy who really put Alabama at another level um, that really made a name for himself in college just for what he represented and just how he played the game and now being drafted by you know Miami and having a chance to go pro there's just so much that goes along with it and then you've got Talia that I didn't even know Tua had a brother until last year when I saw him come in at Alabama. I'll be honest, I had no clue. And so now he's kind of going to try to carry that torch in the college game for his family, but it's never easy. I mean, did you ever did you ever play with anybody that was kind of living in the shadows of their brother?
0: That's a, a good question. Um, I really don't think I did. One guy who I got to know uh, pretty well, because he was an Olin Tangy guy, um, ended up playing at Ohio State was Brendan White. And Mm -hmm. his dad was a great player at Ohio State, played in the league for 11 years. And Brendan had that really good season and then just kind of like faded into the background. And I know it was really tough for him um, because of the pedigree. And then playing well at one point, he had really high expectations. I know that has to be tough. And it's like, it's one thing I talk about with my fiance, you know, whether it's a brother or whether you have a child, you know, I, I would never want my future kids to be compared um, to me as a measuring stick. I want them to to have their own individual careers and be compared on their own um, because it's it's never easy walking in somebody else's footsteps.
1: No, especially, you know, when, when you're at Alabama, which is, one of the best programs in the country and has been for a long time. And clearly this is this wasn't his spot. This wasn't where he was gonna get the opportunity. And I applaud him for, you know, finding a place that he feels like he will have opportunity. And I know Maryland's not some big power um, you know, school in the Big Ten, but it he has a he has a chance to kind of write his own script there. And they might not win you know, a million games. But if he gives him an opportunity to compete and, and he does something just to make himself stand out, I think it will be good for him. I, I don't know what will happen and if he's even an NFL quarterback, type of caliber quarterback, but uh, we certainly will see. I'm actually really interested to see him play there. And I'm glad because you're going to be covering the Big Ten. So you'll be able to give us like updates on this too.
0: Oh yeah, I'll be giving you direct reports. And like I said, I think uh, Mike Loxley's is a great offensive coach. I think he's going to be in a place where um, he'll have opportunities to be successful because there is talent on that roster. Um, mm-hmm. But there are going to be a ton of bumps in the road because he's going up against, you know, Michigan State, who's yeah. traditionally a great defense, Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, like, it's going to be tough, but he will get to play against some of the best defenses in the country. So we'll find out what kind of player he is.
1: Yeah. Look forward to seeing him play. Hopefully when we get this college football season rolling. So before we wrap things up, I know you said, and this is very rare. Um, so I have to ask, you weren't as active on Twitter this week. I, I have to ask what was going on there, Joshua,
0: man, working, honestly. Yeah. Um, you know, my real estate career is, is, um, active right now, which is a great thing, but, That's a good thing. um, you know, people are stressful and, um, COVID has complicated things. Yeah. Um, so I really had to hunker down and make sure I, I took care of some clients that I have in contract, um, uh, making sure that they can get to the finish line. But, um, I do have a couple of things. One note from social media, um, my guy, Martin Jarman, who was an associate AD at Ohio state, um, and went to Boston college and was the AD there for a couple of years is now the athletic director at, um, UCLA. Really? Yeah. And so that's a huge step for his career, obviously. Uh, one of the biggest brands in in, in sports um, out on the West coast is going to be in a huge market. And I know he'll do a great job there um, everywhere. He's been, he's been well-respected. I have nothing but respect for him. Um, and so I'm, I'm just excited to see that career progression, um, you know, especially for somebody who might not have had necessarily the connections before he got to a place yep. like Ohio state yep. to be re- able to elevate. He's taking advantage of the opportunities, which is awesome to see.
1: Yeah, I love that. I, I'm always for people that, like you said, we all aren't born into having connections. There's some of us that get lucky that you know have a mom, a dad, a, you know, brothers in con- connected in the sports world from the get go, right? Other others have to kind of find that along the way, and so I think that's really cool. And it'll be a change of scenery and a new challenge, um, and so that that's cool, though. I'm, I'm sure that you're really happy.
0: No, it's it's going to be awesome watching that. My second thing, and I'm going to be calling on you for some feedback on this. So we talked about a few weeks ago the Babyface versus Teddy Riley battle on Instagram Live. And since then, we've gotten Jill Scott versus Erica Badu. Uh, We've gotten Nelly going up against Ludacris. Oh, boy. Yeah, I know. it's some really good battles. And so um, the question was posed, if you could see one of these Instagram Live battles between um, some musicians... Where would you want to go with it? And for me, um, the the names, the Gap Band and the Isley Brothers were tossed out. And I think that one becomes really interesting because you could do the Gap Band versus the Isley Brothers, but then you could do Ron Isley versus Charlie Wilson. And the way I see that playing out is the Isley Brothers would murder the Gap Band because the Isley <laughs> Brothers have been in it since the 50s. They're pioneers. They've influenced r and uh, but Charlie Wilson would dust. Ron Isley on his solo career. Now, the other one that I would want to see would be New Edition up against Boys to Men.
1: Ooh, I am all about that. Did you see Boys to Men performed on SNL the other night?
0: I didn't see it.
1: Yeah, it was the the final at home edition. It was Mother's. It was the Mother's Day. And they saying mom, they saying mama.
0: Oh my gosh, what a great! And it song. was
1: amazing. They I did bet. it all from their home, and I was like, "This is amazing!" And you saw them at the Kobe, with the Kobe thing for the SBs. Yeah, uh, like New Edition, and oh my gosh, I'm all in. Yeah, hundred percent because I love New Edition too.
0: No, and it's great because like like New Edition is is who discovered and, and molded boys and men and really brought yeah. them in. And they they both sang Can You Stand the Rain, which is one of my favorite R&B songs. Yep. Um, so that you'd have like a, a literal one-to-one comparison there. But, you know, both of them were iconic. New edition coming up through the 80s and kind of changing the, the R&B sound. When they started, they were that bubblegum pop. And then they became really edgy. And then Boys to Men kind of softened that edge and really brought it back to some soulful, sultry music. I think that would be great. So then my question to you becomes, if you could pick two mm-hmm. acts that would have to go up against each other. And I'm putting you on the spot with it. Yep. But what are you thinking?
1: Well, first of all, I, I grew up, well, I love R and B. I love rap. I grew up, you know, primarily in the nineties with all of that is when I started to listen to it. Um. So I'm almost thinking uh, there was some damn good rap women. Um, okay. So I'm almost thinking, thinking like a salt and pepper and like, e- even like a salt and pepper and like a, TLC, or okay. and obviously, I would love if Left Eye were still here for her to be there, um, to be able to like make it a real battle. But also, like, I loved SWV and yep. N Vogue. I think okay. SWV and N Vogue is right up my alley.
0: Okay, so where I was gonna take it with the 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 women of nineties R and B was SWV and Escape.
1: Ooh, Escape's good too.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's That's so many good. options. I'm I'm so glad yeah. you threw some of them out. Like. I, and, and I'm a 90s R&B guy through and through. Um, but I mean, like you like you said, you just named all of those girl groups and they were all fantastic. And then you've even got like uh, the Black Street and, and 112 oh, and um, yes. Jagged Edge and Next. Like there are so many ways you could go with it. I would love to see it all.
1: Me too. I, I almost feel like, so where, is there a specific place that you're like seeing these battles
0: um, Instagram live. Um, so follow it's versus and I, I got to okay. spell it correctly. So give me a, a second to look this up. Cause it's not spelled like the regular versus, um, it's V E R Z U okay. Z TV, um, on Instagram. Okay. And they've been the ones promoting these like Instagram live battles. So like I said, they had Nelly and Ludacris that they were promoting for a couple of weeks there. Um, you know, just, and, and, So they'll tell you when they're coming and then they'll tell you whose channel to go to, to watch it. Yeah. And this is, I believe a joint venture with like Swiss beats and Timbaland who are, who are really behind promoting these. Um, So obviously two really great producers um, who, who really entrenched in the industry, but it's awesome.
1: This is great. I'm looking on the Instagram right now. Um, I saw one, they're like just putting these out there like DMX versus Eminem. Usher versus Chris Brown, like just kind of like, you know, different, different things here of who you could go up against. You no,
0: know, it'd be awesome wow. to see some of these.
1: That's great. Okay. Well, I'm going to report back. What do we know what the next one is? Cause it says next up Nelly versus Ludacris, but that was on May 16th.
0: Yeah. I think they're, they're, uh, I think they're taking suggestions on their Instagram page and on Twitter. Okay, I'm, um, Let's put
1: our suggestions down for seriously. the female groups. I'm here for it. Seriously. That's awesome. Okay. We're, we're, I'm definitely getting back to you next week about this after I watch one of these. Good deal. This is good stuff. I want to see this now. You know that Eddie George's wife is, was a part of SWV, right? Yep. Pretty. That's pretty bad. That is pretty bad. That's awesome. Well guys, I guess that does it for another episode of press pass. You can always follow us on social media. You got Joshua, where can they find you?
0: Uh, You can find me at RIP underscore JEP on Twitter and Instagram.
1: And definitely get him your questions this week. You know, make him work a little for these questions. Yeah, make him work. Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't. You know, we feel, yeah, we feel you. Sometimes weeks you're feeling it, sometimes you aren't. Uh, You can follow us on Instagram at PressPassPod for the latest on when episodes drop and then you can follow me at kaylin anderson tv on both insta and twitter and then remember go subscribe people it's really not hard and it would really make us have a great week so just go to itunes type in press pass and hit that subscribe button give us a great review of feeling like it we would truly appreciate it well we hope you guys have a fantastic week Um, start enjoying like the days here as we're getting into summer and the sunshine I know I certainly am and keep safe out there thanks so much guys